We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast, a mobile edition as always with Sooner Softball. As we're on the road in Lubbock, Texas, a huge series between Oklahoma and Texas Tech will get underway later today at 2 p.m. This game has been moved up from a 6 o'clock start to 2, and I'd keep an eye on the Sooner Softball Twitter feed, at OU underscore softball, because this time could be very fluid. In fact, uh, we're kind of out in the elements right now, and it's getting a little chilly, and looks like we may get some rain uh, later on today. So we'll keep our fingers crossed that we get it in. Sooner Softball on the road this weekend. Sooner Baseball at home with the big one against Kansas. Huge series for Skip Johnson's crew. They get underway tonight at 6.30, but all the eyes of the sports world it's on the hardwood. It's March Madness time, and the Oklahoma Sooners are front and center as they are in Columbia, South Carolina, to get set for a showdown with Ole Miss. First one on the ground, Jessica Cootie. First one to talk to Coach Lon Kruger, Sooner Sports TV's very own Jessica Cootie. Take it away, Jess. All right, Coach, well, you've talked all year about how good of a practice team that this is. Now that you're playing on Friday, you got an extra day at home. How did you feel like this team prepared before you got one more left here in, in Columbia? It played, uh, pr- played great in practice, uh, probably as good as three days consecutively that we've had all year. And the guys are fired up, like everyone in the country, when you get the opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament. So uh, we'll see if we can't transfer that to the court on Friday. Now that you've had a few days to really dive in on Ole Miss, what kind of really jumps out to you when you're watching the film? A good all-around, solid, fundamentally sound team. Uh, defensively, offensively, they've got their three perimeter guys, their leading scorers. They can really put the ball on the floor catch and shoot they can really do it all and then their big guys are 
are good players. Uh, more pick and pop than low post big guy banging around, but but uh, a really good team. And your team has maintained this whole week that they don't want to just get here, that they, they want to win a game. How have you seen them buy into that this entire week? Yeah, their intensity in practice has always been good, but a little extra edge to it this week, a little better focus. Uh, again, they've been a good practice team like we've talked about, but uh, an even additional uh, edge to it this week. 19 trips you've made to this tournament. What's special about this group? Every group's unique. Uh, you know, you think about uh, the experience for each group is, uh, you know, they're, they're part of their four-year career. So it's not like uh, they've done it for 40 years. This is one of four years for them. So it makes each, uh, each group very special. And you want for them to have great memories going forward. Coach, looking forward to this week. Thanks for your time. Thank you. So this edition of the Cootie Cast, I guess, continues as we had a chance to catch up with Jess to go in-depth on Pro Day and then, of course, also on the matchup with Ole Miss. But it was a very emotional week, wasn't it, Jessica? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, that's, that's one thing that I've been super proud of. And it's, you know, one of the things that I think I love the most and um, what kind of keeps me so um, happy here and feeling like um, it just does something to you when you get to be a part of um, something like that. And, and it's not even, it's, it's twofold, you know, it's um, when you see the players go to the hospital often and it's all sports, right? It's, it's not just football, but um, certainly, you know, when the football team goes, it, it kind of gets maybe, um, you know, highlighted a little bit more, but it's, it's every sport here goes above and beyond to really, um, you know, go give back to the community, go kind of see those kids, especially at the children's hospital. But then they also come here a lot too. So you get to know these, these kids, cause there's certain, there's a lot of different events that happen throughout the year that you kind of get to know some of these kids. And, you know, um, I just I get, go back to what coach Stoops did and how, um, you know, uh, big it was for him and how um, heavy it was on his heart and you know you he would just show up and nobody would even know he was there and, and he'd go so much and the same thing with Lincoln now and the way the work that he does at the Children's Center it's just um you know it starts there and, and it, it it trickles down to the players and it, it you know just floods right through them and and you, know, you have they have such a heart for for these kids and so um you get to see them you get to kind of develop those relationships with them and you know, it is. It's so sad when, um, you know, they, they don't make it. And, and it's just a reminder that there are just such bigger things in life and, and you know, bigger struggles and big, bigger battles than we could ever imagine. And um, it's just a reminder of how to really live life because that's what these kids are just such a joy. And they just, you would never know, you know, everything that they're going through. Great point. Great stuff. You can see the incredible voice on Jess's Twitter feed right now at Jessica Cootie. Now, no real easy way to segue from that, Jess, but you had some fun at Pro Day, and I think Kyler Murray and Marquise Brown had some fun as well, too. Uh, it, take me through what you were thinking and what went through your mind when Kyler grabbed the mic and was ready to challenge Hollywood to a race whenever they could make it happen. Well, so it started off, um, you know, knowing that we um, we had a lot of um, – time to fill obviously doing the uh broadcast and so um we um kind of were trying to figure out what we we're going to do when they went from you know the the weight room over to the indoor facility right and so there was going to be right. some time to kill 
So we had the idea to we'll sit down with Benny Wiley. So um, interviewed him, and you know he went on and on about how just electric it would have been. You know they've they've timed those guys before, just how incredible it is. And so um, you know we were kind of I asked him about it, and then so after I got his response, then when I was talking to Hollywood, I'm like, all right, I, I gotta I gotta ask this, you know. So I asked him, and he was just adamant about, oh, it's not even close, right? So I just assumed that. Hollywood's the winner, right? And then next thing you know, so I, I assume Kyla would go on and on about, you know, how fast Hollywood is and, you know, yeah, you know, he's really, oh, no, you, you silly me. I, I know Kyler uh, well enough to know that dude is so competitive. He's not going to let anybody have an edge. So, um, you know, here, here he goes. And, well, I didn't realize that uh, Marquise was standing right behind us. And so then um, – when I asked him right immediately, and I don't know if, if uh, Kyler did either, Marquise goes, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> and so that's when uh, that's when Kyler took the mic and uh, took over from there. It was kind of funny. I was listening to the audio of it. I was putting it together uh, for the podcast, which is – I guess I, we can break down the fourth wall, which I'm going to use a little bit later on as we get closer to the draft. And I hadn't realized that Kyler had grabbed the mic, Jess, until I saw it yesterday, and it was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing that's great about, you know, uh, he doesn't – sometimes, you know, I think he's he um, maybe, I don't know, doesn't show his personality much, and so people don't – but he has a funny personality. You know, there's been a couple yeah. of times that I, I've, um, you know, asked him a couple of questions about, oh, his lineman. He likes to have some fun with that. And, um, you know, just some other things that it, it does come out. Um, and it, it he, he's funny. You know, he's got a great personality. And I think that's why that goes back to, you know, everyone didn't really know what to expect when, you know, he kind of took over quarterback, and obviously, uh, you know, Baker has this huge, just infectious personality, and you did, you don't see that initially from Kyler, but then once you kind of, you know, get to know him a little bit, and, and you see why guys really like him and, and why they do buy in to what he does as much as Baker, because, you know, he, he does have that funny personality, and guys do relate to him, and he is fun to be around. Jess, we got a lot more to get to on hoops, but I just kind of – you and I didn't get a chance to talk last week, so putting a wrap on Pro Day before we get into the NCAA tournament, which is the big story of this week. I, last year was crazy. You, I think, what, you you were, you were covered Sam Bradford's as well, too, whenever you worked with an Oklahoma City TV station. So you've been a part of some big ones. Was that up there on Wednesday with what you've been a part of with uh, with Kyler's Pro Day? Well, I actually wasn't here last year because I was with men's basketball at the Big 12 tournament. So I don't, I don't know how to compare it to last year, but it just, it seems like, you know, Dusty, when I talked to Dusty Dvorak, you know, he said he's been, he's, I think, comes to like every one every year. And then, um, you know, he, he said by far, hands down, it was the biggest pro day. And just even, not even just, um, you know, the people in the media that were there, even just the lead up to it and, and kind of all of the um, intrigue with Kyler because Kyler hadn't done anything but measure. And I know that the measurement in itself was epic, but then, you know, he hadn't done anything and, and hadn't 
you know, Baker had done some stuff at the Combine, and um, so nobody had seen Baker. So then I think that kind of adds to it even more is that that's really the first time you're anybody is seeing Baker do anything in, in, throughout this process. So, uh, yeah, it was um, it was crazy. I've, I mean, there was standing room only, and then just to see, you can see just the video of, I mean, just it was wall-to-wall, like people were just lined up all around the Everest. So, um, yeah, it was a great atmosphere. Jessica, first and foremost, you were with the team whenever the announcement was made. You talked to Miles Reynolds. That was a great conversation. You had a chance to kind of dive into the history of getting back to the dance for this senior class the last two years. Overall, how do you feel about the draw? How do you feel about where this team is heading into Friday's first round? Um, I feel good. I like the matchup, and which, by the way, that Ben did go ahead. Uh, the senior piece is up. And, you know, I just thought they said a lot of um, just – Really good thing. You forget about just, I mean, how integral that these three seniors, especially the ones that have been here and been around, have been to this program. I mean, Christian James was, you know, essentially the sixth man off the bench, um, you know, the run to the final four. And, you know, as going back and getting um, video and highlights of, um, you know, to, for this piece. And um, that was one thing. Christian James played a lot especially in the games in Anaheim in the um, in the Sweet 16 and, and the Elite 8 game. He played a lot of minutes. And, and in the game against uh, Texas A&M in, in the Sweet 16, he had a big game, hit some big shots. And um, against Oregon in the Elite 8, he had, I think, quite a few rebounds, like eight rebounds or something like that, and, um, you know, hit, hit some big free throws. And so – um, obviously Buddy and Isaiah and Ryan and Jordan were, were the big story, but Christian had some big minutes throughout that run. And then you think about, you know, Jamani also came off the bench and, and played some minutes as well. And Rashard, while he didn't play uh, much during the, during the run, he was basically guarding Buddy and Isaiah every single day. You know, he was the guy that was tasked with, all right, you make sure you are guarding them and do everything you can to prevent them from scoring and whatever you need to do to make things as difficult as you can on them in practice so that, you know, they have a good look at whoever they're about to play. So, you know, he was huge in, in preparing them for that game day as well. So, you know, while he didn't play a lot, he was big in that run as well. So big, big, big roles for them there. And then, you know, that's what they said is coming back that next year. And you, you kind of don't realize how difficult it is because you did have that senior leadership that really put the team on their back that, you know, took them to the final four. And, and so you kind of maybe take for granted just really how challenging it is. But then you forget that Jordan Woodard goes down and just kind of the, the challenge of the, the challenges that they went through that year. Um, so then they get back last year and it was, it was devastating for them to make a first round exit. So that's, that's their big message is that, we don't want to just make it to the tournament. We don't want to go one and done. That's that's not what we want to do here. So, um, you know, I think they've got the right mindset going into it. And I, I asked a couple of them about where they feel like they are uh, playing after, you know, the way that the season ended. And, you know, what a, a lot of what the message is is that it's a new season. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, how we closed it out, what we did. It, it, it's what we do from here on out. So, um I, I like the matchup against Ole Miss. You, you look at they have some really good guards, but, um, you know, we've got some guards that play really good defense. So, 
Um, you know, I, I think that on that standpoint, they're looking forward to to that matchup and, and being able to showcase what they've done defensively all year um, because uh, that was a big reason why they couldn't make a good run last year is that they weren't very good defensively. And then, um, you know, inside as well, talking to Rashard Odoms and, you know, after they watched some film and, and certainly feel like that Christian Doolittle is going to be a tough matchup for Ole Miss. So I do. I like the matchup. I think they've got a really good chance to, to uh, at least not go one and done, like which is what they don't want to do. Jess, it was wild to start digging into Ole Miss because it really seems like these two teams mirror each other quite a bit in one team's strength appears to be another team's strength. One team's weakness appears to be the other team's weakness. A couple of veteran coaches who have had some success in the NCAA tournament. Uh, re- real interesting, which leads me to believe that it's good enough being a big game, and you, and you got to hope that he's healthy for a guy like a Jamani McNeese or, or a Christian Doolittle because I think the size inside and then the more athletic guards could really give Ole Miss some problems. What did you see as you started to dig into this matchup? Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched a, a ton of film. Um, that's kind of what I was going to do a little bit on the plane is uh, kind of go over all the all the info that I have printed out. But um, I've been I've been editing like a madman in the last uh, <laughs> seventy-two hours, trying to get all these videos done before we leave. But you know, that's I just you know, my brother and I were having a conversation last night about um, you know just just again, the matchup and kind of just what we've, we've kind of been talking about over the last couple of days. But, um, yeah, he brought up, I, I just don't know how good, you know, the SEC is outside of those, those top two or three teams. So you just kind of wonder, you know, this Big 12 schedule and while it's daunting and it's just such a gauntlet every single year and, um, you know, while Ole Miss did have a, a higher seating, you just kind of, I just feel like Oklahoma is a better team. You know, I just, I feel like, you know, while, yes, they've got some similar similarities, I just, I think as far as the, um, you know, if you look at the, the rank, uh, the, the rankings, the eight, nine seed and, and the records and, and the, you know, they struggled at a couple of different points of the season. I just think what, what the teams that Oklahoma have, has played are better teams. So, um, I just, I, I just feel like that, um, you know, when you look at Ole Miss that and, and the SEC, I just think that Big 12 is, from top to bottom, a lot tougher than what the SEC is. So I just – I like Oklahoma in this matchup. And then, Jess, I'll add one more thing to it. I'm always intrigued. You know I'm a dork for these kind of conversations. The X Factor. You know, maybe the guy we're not talking about. There's going to be somebody in this whole tournament on Monday that we're talking about that nobody's talking about today. I mean – Nobody knew who Maryland-Baltimore County was last year, and they beat Virginia, and they were the talk of the league. Nobody knew about Loyola Chicago or Sister Jean. Uh, So with that said, and all that background, who could be that X factor for the Sooners? We know they need Christian James to play well, but who is the guy as you've watched this team this year that you're just kind of waiting to break out or could end up playing a big role? I I mean, I think Jamal Biennemi is going to be huge. You know, I mean, the way that he's played as a freshman – and, um, you know, the way that he's distributed, he likes to facilitate. But, you know, we've seen him step up and hit some big-time buckets. He's a freshman, um, so, you know, first experience at this. But I, I think he's going to embrace it. You know, I think he's a guy that isn't afraid of a big stage and, and is excited and going to welcome it. And, you know, in addition to – I mean, he just does a lot of things that maybe sometimes don't show up on the stat sheet. 
Um, but that is going to be huge for this team. So I, I'm excited to see how the freshman performs. I think he's going to do very, very well. Great, great one. Because I was trying to dig a little bit deeper. I think if you say, well, not you, but me, I think if I were to lay out a guy like Brady Manick, he's supposed to be there. I mean, he's supposed to be one of their guys that's going to go out and put points. But, Jess, when I watch Brady Manick, I feel like I'm ready I'm ready to, to just see him break out at some point. And he's had those moments, but he has all the potential in the world. Yeah, I think, look, we can sit here and, and break down every single dude and say this guy and this guy, but – I think bottom line, and, and this has been the theme of the year and the theme going into this when you talk to guys, it's going to take all of them. And, that, and that's, you know, that's what Christian brought up a great point when he was talking about that run to the Final Four. I mean, if you, if you remember, like, it, it was – well, Buddy was out of his mind the entire time. You know, there were different nights that, you know, it was Isaiah Cousins one night had 20 points to go along with um, – it was Jordan Woodard had a huge night one night. You know, it was different players that kind of maybe stepped up along with Buddy, but it was a team team effort, and, and that's what it takes to make those deep runs. It can't just be one guy. It's got to be multiple people, and that's been the theme of this team all year is that, you know, especially at the beginning of the year when they were going through that run and, and ended up only having one loss one into Big 12 plays, that it was a different leading scorer every single night. So I do. It's going to be everybody's going to have to make plays, and you know Brady Manning does. He does need to step outside and hit some big time shots. He needs to rebound. Everything that he's kind of been doing and the things that he's done well, and in, in um, you know some of those wins that you know to go along with somebody else. It's it's just going to take multiple people, and and they're aware of that, and that's that's been their message all year. Is that it, it's going to take more than one guy, and it's going to be all of us that's going to have to step up and perform. Ah, the Cootie Cast. Uh, we'll have complete coverage of the Sooners' first game in the NCAA tournament coming up later on this evening. We'll bring back our press conference editions of the pod, so you'll hear from Lon Kruger and select players afterwards, regardless of whether or not they move on or if the season comes to a conclusion. And we'll have a complete. Re- Recap from the Diamond from Coach Gasso to Skip Johnson as it is a huge weekend for Diamond Sports. Sooner softball here in Lubbock. And, of course, Skip Johnson has called for it, man. He wants a sellout crowd out there this weekend, and we want to see it. This baseball team is unbelievable, sweeping two games in New Mexico this week. They are on fire. Sooner baseball deserves your support, so get out there. 630 tonight, Soonersports.com slash tickets. All right, everyone have a great start to their weekend. Let's cheer on the Sooner basketball team to a big dub, and we'll be back here with a complete recap later this evening. Until then, have a great start to your weekend, and Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.